episode of new cool film reviews uh this thursday the 17th of september 2020 uh today we're talking about the devil all the time directed by antonio campus uh and starring tom holland uh bill skarsgan robert patterson eliza scallon sebastian stan and a whole range of other famous people that you probably know um this movie was just released yesterday on Netflix, um, so on the 16th of September 2020, um, and here are our impressions on that. Uh, just just quickly, while I've got you, uh, you might not know who we are. We are stars of the podcast, Film School Podcast, that uh, airs every single Wednesday. I've got with me one and only Josh J. Luke. How you doing, Josh? Not bad, Adam. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. And yeah, I'm Adam. King Frogby, you can follow me on Letterboxd. You can follow Josh on Letterboxd. What do you think? What do you think of this movie? Oh, I guess uh, actually, like, do you want to just read the Letterboxd description on what the film oh, is? Oh, I was going to say, I'll just read the Letterboxd description because I don't know if it's going to affect people's sort of viewing if they go in blind on this one. It's sort of a movie that doesn't really matter, I don't think. But we've got here in Nocus. Knock'em Stiff. Is that the name of the town? Knock'em Stiff. In Ohio. Ohio. And its neighbouring backwards, sinister characters converge around young Arvin Russell, played by Tom Holland, as he fights the evil forces that threaten him and his family. And I'm just going to say right off the bat that that makes this sound like it's going to be way more interesting than it is. I'm not saying this is a bad movie, but that write-up... It made it feel like there was going to be something supernatural, but I'm just going to spoil it right now. There's definitely not. So it's like middle America and mm. it just follows like a religious family. Like that's probably the... Religious fanaticism was definitely one of the big sort of themes here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, I'll just go off and say it. It's, it's a good movie. It's... It is. It is. Like I, I like it's hard to like it's hard to say that I would recommend like everyone go out and watch this like it it you have to sort of like I don't know it's not an enjoyable film by any means and I think that nah. like, you got to know that going into it yeah um, it's one of those real bleak times where you're really seeing the shit part of humanity and they don't really give you any reprieve from that there's no real nice fluffy moments that I can think of in here. But I would say, yeah, this is a this is a good movie. And I said this before to you before we started. This is a good movie that thinks it's a great movie. And if you've ever watched a movie like that before, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, I have no doubt that this movie is going to get the shit hyped out of it. They're going to talk about this like it's a star-changing role for Tom Holland, like he's really stepping outside his comfort zone, all this sort of stuff. They're going to say, oh, Robert Pattinson was amazing. But I honestly believe that's just because we're starved for content a little bit at the moment. Especially in 2020, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we discussed that quite a bit, That uh, especially with Tom Holland, like because this is not something that we have sort of seen him do before. And I think Mm. it was... 
I, th- I think he wet his feet. Um, but I think he was really good. But I think Tom Holland is a really good actor. And I guess nothing he did surprised me. I'm like, yeah, this is just a Tom Holland role where he's punching people and punching a few darts too. Yeah. Yeah, he does take a cigarette like like he means it, you know what I mean? Yeah, he definitely does. And with Robert Pattinson as well, I think this this will certainly shock the people who are still stuck on the Twilight Zone crowd. Well, but that, yeah. with what he's been in recently, this isn't sort of outside the box. He's very, very good in it, but for someone who hated Robert Pattinson for probably a lot of my life, He's done a quick turnaround over the last few years, and I have a very high bar for Robert Pattinson. And, yeah, he gets there. Perfectly yeah. adequate. So this, like, uh, like my only reference for Robert Pattinson is actually is Twilight. So, um, <laughs> and I know that he's done lots of artsy films. I just haven't seen them. Um, like, I know that he did, like, The Lighthouse, which has got raving reviews. Um, Check him out in good time. So I'll say that because his character here, Piece of shit. Absolute piece of shit, right? Yep. One of the biggest pieces of shit. In good time, he may be a arguably bigger piece of shit. Wow, okay. But you look... Because I would have loved more of him in this film. Like, I think that, like... Like, and I mentioned to you, he stood out, like, his role. Like, Mm -hmm. and and the way he portrayed that character, sort of like, I was like, whoa, like... Man, he's really like dark and convincing. Like he's he's doing the part, but he was such like a small slither of this film. He was in it for like what? I reckon he probably only had twenty minutes screen time, if that. Oh, I don't. I wouldn't even say that. Probably fifteen minutes screen time max. And even the scenes he was in, they were short. But having said that, this movie, in my eyes, didn't need more of anything. It needed a. It needed less it needed of less. a lot. Um. So there's. The way these stories told, there's a lot of intertwining sort of storylines and they sort of end up converging towards the end. It's one of those sort of films. And I just feel like one of them could have almost been completely cut from the film. Yeah, yeah. Like the one of the storylines was overly convoluted. I also always find these sorts of films a bit on the nose when it all starts out and they all are in the same spot and then it ends up and they are like progeny yeah. all end up in the same spot yeah. and all within yeah. like a 24 hour window. And it's just like, Oh, like surely we could have done something a little bit different. Yeah. And my, yeah, that is one of my big criticisms of this film is it's really not that original as well. I mean, this movie is influenced by a whole bunch of movies, and I wrote that in my letterbox review, but very, very strong Coen Brothers influence. There Will Be Blood is a better movie to watch if you want that bleak sort of feeling. This is a lot like No Country for Old Men. Uh, one of the sort of storylines completely rips off Natural Born Killers by Oliver Stone. And I also wrote there was a few Martin McDonough beats in this movie because, like, definitely with the narration, I got a strong Seven Psychopaths sort of thing. And even a lot of it felt like a less funny Seven Psychopaths Mm. to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, I definitely see, like, lots of inspiration. Mm. 
for parts of it, I was like, I feel like I'm watching three billboards again. And I don't, maybe that's just because I was getting the Martin McDonough read, but it definitely had that sort of, I guess that would also come from the bleakness and the sort of no hopeness. Yeah. And maybe Which like again, I feel like, maybe. Mm, again, though, I feel like that film does better than this film. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It leaps and it like it, it's hard because like as a net like as a Netflix film, this is like great. This is great. This is this great. is one of the best. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's great. As a film, it's twenty to thirty minutes too long. Yeah. Um. There's a bunch of people who they pay to show up to do a role that they could have just cast anyone in. Like, Mia was a Kowska. I can never say her name, but she shows up. And she's in maybe two scenes, and that's it. She's gone. Mm. Like, you could have got anyone to play that role. You could have given someone a a chop out. And, like, Dudley Weasley was... Or, not Dudley Weasley. Yeah. Dudley, Dudley, Dudley Dursley. Yeah, from Harry Potter. Doesn't, doesn't do a bad role, but... Actually, no, I, I like that casting decision because he's done... I looked at his... He was, he was better of, in the order, guys. Come on. He hasn't done much <laughs> at all since, has he? No. Um, we Strange-looking dude. And but he would definitely be the strangest-looking dude in any movie if Jason Clark wasn't also in this movie. Because is there a weirder-looking dude on Earth than Jason Clark? No. And, like, th- this is the brother, right? The guy playing the guitar? Am, am I, no, am I, no, am no, I... no. Jason Clark's the Aussie guy who him and his wife are the uh, sort of storyline we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. He just looks like he's run face first into a brick wall a few times. Yeah, it's real with teeth. Flat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I'm just trying to think of like if there's anything else. Like, like I do actually, like if you're in for like a darker, like more story driven film, I'd check this out. It, you definitely don't go into it thinking you're going to have a happy evening, though. Oh, I will say we may be being overly critical of this film because I still gave it a three and a half. But when you're watching the film, this is a film that wants you to take it critically. Like, this is trying to be that higher end of cinema. And it doesn't quite reach it, but it doesn't fall flat on its face doing so. Yeah, and I think, like, this year especially, we've been starved of this sort of cinema so it was kind of nice to to see a new movie yeah and like don't get me wrong it's really compelling all the way through like Uh, uh, it took me a good half an hour to get into it you know what i mean like you get it does get you to a level of investment where it does i want to see what happens and i feel like the worst part about it is bill skarsgård i think put in potentially the best performance in the whole film and it was in the 30 minutes that I couldn't have given less of a fuck about. Like, oh, if like I was to... Uh, I'll, I'll get into that. I'll get into Sebastian in one second. But with the first half an hour of the film, I'm watching this. And I was thinking, if Bill Skarsgård wasn't carrying this right now, and I wasn't watching this for a podcast, I don't know if I would have just kept going on a first viewing. But get past that. It's a pretty good movie. As for my old mate, Sebastian Stan, I've never seen a more bland person in my life. I was literally forgetting between scenes that he was in the film. And he plays like the boring old cop who's just like doing the wrong thing. And you think like he's sort of the corrupt part of his storyline or give it a bit... It makes it even more 
boring. Yeah. Like he is the most boring part of this film. This film doesn't have too many boring parts, I wouldn't say. I think the experience on a whole can be a bit of a drag by the end. But Sebastian Stan is unequivocally boring in this film. Mm-hmm. And also, he has real puffy cheeks. Have you ever noticed that? I was watching this movie, and there's that once... There's This isn't a spoiler, but he gets into a fight with a security guard. And after that scene, I was looking at his cheeks, and I'm like... Has this been like this the whole time, or did you get roughed up a bit in this scene? Because also, he's with a soldier, yeah. Like he is no, he absolutely just, he looks nothing like it. Nothing like it has none of the charisma at all. Like nothing. Yeah, for some reason, like I think this is where you you strike. Like I would have loved to have seen like Woody Harrelson playing his like oh, three Emmy, yes, uh, yes. three billboards role. Mm. Um, oh no, no no no! Give me um. Give me... Uh, Sam Rockwell? Sam Rockwell. Give me Sam Rockwell in that role and you have got... Oh, yeah, it cinema magic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Sebastian Stan... Uh, see, this will be one of those things where you'd say you'd have to take him away from his other role, but Robin Pattinson would have played that role better than Sebastian Stan. Mm. But I guess because you, you may think he wasn't old enough... But at the same time, there's one part of this movie where it gets to a certain point at the end and I'm just sort of remembering what's happened throughout the film. And I'm thinking about Sebastian Stan and how old he should be at this point that, in the film. And I'm like, they don't, they don't age. Like, all. lots of time passes, but there's that actual... That, that set of people don't really age that much. Like, they put some heavier makeup on them. I don't even know if they did on or Sebastian Stan. Or they grow some, like, stubble, maybe? Oh, yeah, Sebastian <laughs> they Stan, just, they... they so, I, my, I'm assuming the aging process of this film, because they age Sebastian Stan, well, they're supposed to age him at least 10 years, if not 12, mm. I would say. Actually, no, I don't think it is that long. I think it was only, like, six. But the age... This is one of those ones where, because we know how old Tom Holland really is, it makes it sort of harder. So he's probably supposed to be younger here. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were trying to, they said like he was 17 or something. Yeah. No, it didn't, didn't come off at 17. 17. No. Um, um, but yeah, I think the way they aged Sebastian Stan was, they would have been like, Sebastian, stay up for two nights and then we'll film the scene. Cause he just had some, a few bags under his eyes and look yeah. like he'd done a bit of Coke and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. I think that like, probably the I always like it when there's like religious like fanaticism like throughout um, of... the themes of this movie are sick that's yeah. the thing they could have done so much more with it but what they did with it was good there's one other thing that I've just thought of that I found really strange is this is a period piece right it's set in the 50s and 60s but for three quarters of the film it could have just been 2020 yeah like it doesn't this is... This is... They do nothing to immerse you in the in the generation because by the end of it, there's a scene where Sebastian Stan asks someone for candy, right? And I was like, "Oh, he's asking for coke." And then I remember, I'm like, "This is the '50s," but it, 
They're in an 80s looking kitchen. I don't get it. The only thing that made it like feel oldie was that he was using a film camera. That was like the only like touchstone throughout that I was like, oh yeah. There was no like using phone booth. There was nothing like that. It was. And the cars, but the cars are such like the easiest one. Like that's such. uh... But like I always like when I picture middle America, I picture people even now driving these weird cars and like the setting looking like that for some reason. Like I feel like in my head middle america's like really regressive and like i always wondered like with the whole religion like fanaticism like obviously we're seeing a lot of that nowadays is like i just feel like these sorts of movies like must make you feel like crap if you live in that those sorts of areas like you must (laughs) no wonder like (sighs) like I would honestly rather live in, say, Utah with a bunch of Mormons than anywhere close to this sort of bullshit, backwards, crazy Christian yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, where they just have, like, preachers come in. It's, yeah, it's all... Um, like, I I love the narration when the preacher comes in, the Robert Patterson preacher, because it just straight up tells you that he's a cunt and does not care about... Yeah. Anything really, just about the power of being in that position. Being in charge. But I found also the narration was quite tonally confusing as well. Because mm. again, like I felt like you could have taken... This narration felt like it was out of a movie like Seven Psychopaths, where you're sort of like, this is dark comedy, we're taking the piss satire. But the movie itself is really bleak and has no comedy beats at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely like, like the t- so I, I I interpreted the narration as like serious. Oren, he has such a smart assy tone about him though. At the same time, I can't think of a specific example. But, but, I, but I, know, would, I, I know what you mean. Like the bit with Robert Patterson, right, with the livers. Yeah, and or like, the bit like, where yes, I can't remember what I can't remember what exactly he says, but he would do one of those like that old school comedy where it's like. But neither did either person know they were fucked. Like that's a that's a dark comedy beat. Like, yeah. And this isn't a dark comedy. You don't need someone telling you that. Oh, look at these people! Dumb decisions they've made led to this. We know. And I actually liked the narration. I thought it was one of the better parts of the film. But I just it's quite tonally confusing to me. Mm. Yeah. Look, like I think this is one of those ones where like it's definitely worth a watch. Check it out for yourself. It is- See it is because it made me. It made me think about it. Like I've been thinking about this today. Yeah, we and... had a very long text like conversation about it. Um... It didn't help the movie's cause because the more I thought about it, the more I started analysing it and seeing its flaws rather than what made it good. But again, that's one of the issues of the system of reviewing film. Is you got to look at it and realise that. Eh, because I could imagine there will be some people dropping fives on this, and it does not warrant it at all. I was just looking through the reviews, and it's it's there. There are a, quite a few, but it's sitting at about a three and a half. I'm I'm personally putting this movie at a three. I am thinking about dropping it to a three, but I'll keep it at a three and a half for now. It's not that's not a ridiculous score. I don't think I can justify a three and a half. Yeah. The fact that I had so much passion in thinking about it made me sort of 
think that it might have been a bit better, but I think this is a movie that for your real cinema sort of addicts, they're going to notice a lot of flaws in it that your regular viewer wouldn't. But they're also hungry for it. So, like, it, it, like, it couldn't have yeah. dropped at a better time. Yeah, exactly. We want something. And while Tom Holland wasn't so far out of the box, at least he is getting to do something different. And for a lot of people, they're going to completely disagree with me on that and be like, Tom Holland, completely different to what we're used to. And I hope he gets that reaction. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm keen to see um, what projects he has lined up next uh, in a similar vein, um, in a more serious tone. Because I, 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 I just enjoyed what he was doing and I want to see more of it. I would like to see him and Robin Pattinson just talk in their regular accents together. That'd yeah, be a that'd good be movie. Nice. Awesome. Well... That's probably a pretty good place to stop. Thanks so much Great for stuff. listening. Oh, thanks so much for the conversation, Josh. Um, but you thanks too, so man. much for listening to this episode of uh, films, uh, new cool film reviews. Uh, this episode uh, is obviously live. You can follow us. All of our information is in the description below. And hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy uh, the devil all the time. Try to at least. Uh-huh.